You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So I've talked a ton about City Hall Park. It is the park directly to the south from the King County Courthouse. It is loaded up with homeless, aggressive homeless folks. And this is not just, uh, we lost our way and you know we've been on the streets for a little while. These are hardened criminals in this homeless encampment. I mean, as you, you walk past this and you go, Oof, yeah, I need to pick up my step and walk a little bit faster. It's just rough. And the 911 calls, we've had murders. Now we've got, now we, we literally last week, we had an attempted rape inside the courthouse, inside the courthouse. You watch footage. The women's restroom is a crime scene where a guy who just got released from, from jail went in and tried to rape a, a uh, defense attorney, I think it was. What's the solution here? I mean, we, we've known about this crime and homeless encampment and just all this craziness going on in this area. I've had a ton of people send me information. Hey, I work at the courthouse. This is what I'm seeing outside. Looking out my window, I'm just watching a dude go from door to door to door in cars just to see if those handles work. No, he's going to rip stuff off because he's got some kind of drug addiction and he needs his next fix. That's what's going on. So what is the be-all and end-all solution to still operating the courthouse and but yet, you know, not, you know, ad- addressing the crime issues? What are we going to do there? How about solving the crime problem? What about that? What about do a sweep of the homeless encampment? We know those guys got to go. All right, get them out of there. What if you post a couple of cops up? Oh, you can't. You've defunded them. Not enough cops to spread around. All right. Okay. Here, here's the third thing you do. You move the courthouse. Oh, why didn't why didn't uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani think of that when he did his major cleanup? Why didn't he just move the entire city? Yeah, because it doesn't really solve the problem, does it? Uh-uh. Crime's still there. I say leave the courthouse right as it is. I say let this continue to happen. This is what people wanted. They wanted the police defunded. They want homeless encampments to remain everywhere. They want people to be able to just live how they live. And this is how they're living at the King County Courthouse. But that's not fair to the employees, right? I mean, you're going to hear me talk about you know, people quitting their jobs because it's not safe to work at the King County Courthouse, where all the crime is supposed to be accounted for. It's just happening. I mean, this is insanity. This is crazy. Well, what are we going to do? What do we do to? What are we going to do to 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 solve this problem? Oh man, let's just move the courthouse. Oh, I mean, that is literally the solution. It's being bandied about. Just ah, move, move, just move to a better neighborhood. Let's move it to the east side. Nuts, absolutely nuts that this is the proposal. The latest act of violence at the King County Courthouse is one city council member saying it's time to move its operations out of Seattle. Now, it's a county courthouse. You certainly could do that. But this is like a this is a location steeped in history, and now it's being steeped in crime. And local politicians, what are they doing? Not much. They're reimagining and rethinking public safety by defunding the police. 
And um, here we are. Shocking, isn't it? You're kind of like, all right, yeah, saw that one coming. Okay. An attempted rape at the courthouse. That is not good. That's that's not a good thing. I mean, just, it's mind-boggling this is happening in Seattle. Okay, I got through the first paragraph of that article, but I'm going to skip ahead to King County prosecutors rush file attempt a rape charge in sexual attack in courthouse restroom. I forgot that if you haven't heard of this story, here's the quick lowdown. After sexually attacking a woman in a restroom inside the King County Courthouse Thursday morning, Clint Jory propositioned a Seattle police detective for sex. Awesome. Clint Jory, you are the man about town. A little attempted rape and then a little, hey, hey, honey. Oh, didn't know that you were a police detective. This is according to a uh, Maybe you just proposition her straight up because he's crazy. Don't know. According to an attempted second degree rape charge, King County prosecutors on Friday rush filed against him. The charges, which note Jory 35, was released from the King County Jail six days before Thursday's attempted rape, include a rapid recidivism aggravator. I don't know what that is, but that sounds not good. I don't want to have a rapid recidivism aggravator against me. Because the felony charge was filed Friday, Joy did not make an initial court appearance for a probable cause hearing, and he remains jailed in lieu of $750,000 bail, jail and court record show. Good. Put him away for a long time. This guy just violated probation, right? And he just got out of jail. He's on probation, I assume, right? Right? So many of these stories just don't have good ending. And you're like, oh, no wonder we're here. No wonder we've got attempted rape being had in the King County Courthouse. He is being arraigned August 12th. Court records don't yet indicate which attorney is representing him. Joria was released from jail on July 23rd after serving 21 months for indecent liberties with forcible compulsion and three counts of fourth degree assault, two of them with sexual motivation. He was arrested in May 2019 after groping one woman as he pinned her to a wall, slapping the buttocks of two other women and grabbing a fourth woman in a bear hug before she fought him off, court records say. The women were all strangers to Jory and were assaulted in quick succession at their workplaces in Pioneer Square, according to the records. Now, I've done a bunch of podcasts on Pioneer Square. We just had a shooting in Pioneer Square last week. Um, it's kind of one of those areas that's, it's, it's got some crime issues. Did one of a startup that was just leaving Pioneer Square, maybe six months ago, because yep, crime issues, nobody feels safe there. And that company, um, had a heavy, uh, they had a lot of women on their workforce and they just, they flat didn't feel safe. And given this story here, I'd say that's probably the right call. King County Superior Court presiding Judge Jim Rogers said Thursday was the worst day at the courthouse since 1995 when a man shot three women, killing two of them outside a family law courtroom. So he said his bailiff quit. All right. The judge's bailiff quit because of Thursday's attempted sexual assault and said he himself was nearly shot on July 15th as he walked through the park on his way home. Rogers has repeatedly called attention to safety concerns of courthouse employees and visitors due to assaults and threats from residents of a homeless encampment in City Hall Park. He and other judges have called for the immediate closure of the park. 
They've also talked about taking over the park and making it a parking lot. Still doesn't address the crime, does it? You've still got that crime there. You need to do something. This whole progressive approach to criminal law is not working. I say keep the keep the courthouse there and keep the focus on how letting people out of jail or not even ever sending them there for crimes, that's not really working. Because this guy, he'd been out, what, six days? Yeah, somebody should have been able to look at his file and go, you know what, you are at high risk of doing this. Here's we're going to put a leash on you. A fatal stabbing occurred in the park on June 17th. Both the victim and suspect live in tents in the park immediately south of the courthouse court record show. Numerous discussions were underway Friday about courthouse security protocols, according to Rogers, who said ballistic glass was installed in all the windows facing the park to the courthouse third floor because of bullets striking the building. One round entered the commissioner's chambers. Seriously. What else do you need to have happen in your courthouse before you realize, oh, maybe we've got some issues here. Maybe we've got some issues. Maybe the way that we're handling this whole thing, it's just not a working. As bad as it is outside, there was a feeling you could come inside, go to work and be safe, he said. That feeling you can be safe at work is gone. Because got an attempted rape in the women's restroom at the King County Superior Court, King County Courthouse. Oh, not good. But others, including King County Public Defender Anita Candewale, have cautioned against swift action to close the park because it could lead to new encampments nearby. I'm sorry. What? What are you talking about? Okay, you've got the courthouse, you got a lot of people going in and out of the courthouse. You want to keep some of them safe. I mean, right? You want to try and do that? The homeless encampment next to the courthouse has to go, period. Right now, it has to go. Gone. It's got to go. We know that's happening. The days of that encampment are limited because we've had other encampments moved for far smaller things than attempted rape and shootings and whatnot. The attempted rape, uh, we don't know that if this guy, Jory, was living in that uh, homeless encampment, but it almost doesn't matter because he went into the courthouse and did this, you know, horrific thing to this woman. Yeah, what do you think? She? How do you think that affects her career? All right. Yeah, the very guys that I'm trying to Defend one just about got to me and horrible. In a joint July 2nd letter to the Metropolitan King County Council, Kandawale and executives from Evergreen Treatment Services and the Downtown Emergency Service Center said closing the park without providing better resources for its residents will only worsen their problems. How could they get much worse? How could they get much worse? Seriously. You got stabbings happening. You've got a woman who just about got raped. You've got judges almost being shot. You've got people quitting willy nilly left and right because of this silliness. What, I mean, do you straight up need like a beheading? I don't know. What, what do you need here? Do you need like a little Game of Thrones beheading? 
I, I, I'm shocked it. Okay. It only worsened their problems. The problems are pretty bad, pretty bad. I say you need to do something like pronto, but that's not going to happen. This is Seattle and we reimagine and we rethink things. Uh, because then we don't have to really do anything about it. And we just kind of let it go and uh, don't do anything. It might worse the problem, worse the problem. Yeah, that's, that's looking pretty bad as it is. It is terrific. But don't want to do anything, you might worsen the problem. They will find themselves displaced from the area and severed from any channels of support they have established and inevitably subject to arrests and additional exposure to the criminal legal system, the letter states. Okay. They, so people that are doing this stuff are already pretty much severed from any channels of support that are having a meaningful influence on their lives. I, am I not correct? I don't know. And they're inevitably subject to arrests. Okay. That's because they're doing weird, crazy stuff that's against the law. All right. An additional exposure, exposure to the criminal legal system. Yes, they will have additional exposure to the criminal legal system because they're breaking the law. I mean, this stuff isn't that difficult to kind of figure out and run down. Like if you wrote it on a sheet of paper, this is a pretty linear progression of just when the bad man comes, bad, bad things happen, right? And if you don't have enough cops around, how's that going to work out? Not good. Seattle City Council member Andrew Lewis, whose District 7 includes Pioneer Square and City Hall Park, lucky Andrew, said Friday the plan to use the county's new Just Care model to house park residents and others living outdoors in Pioneer Square and hotels or tiny houses, villages, is moving along. Meanwhile, raping and stabbing and shootings happen. But we've got our plan here. It's uh, moving along. We're reimagining and rethinking it to the point where ah, it's moving along. So we're buying here in King County, we're buying a bunch of hotels and we're, you know, putting people in the hotel rooms. And But this whole deal of just letting people run around the city, committing crimes, not really putting them away for very long, not having a safe courthouse. Yeah. Moving it isn't the solution. Handling the crime, that is. Put this guy away for a while. Put him away for like 10 years. And then do you, do you even release? I mean, this guy's just going to come right back out. It was what, six days? He'd been in for almost two years? Couldn't go. I mean, maybe he did rape somebody else. Who knows? I mean, right? You just think, well, he hasn't done anything for six whole days. That's a solid start to his, uh, you know, easing back into society, right? So Just Care has the resources they need and the mayor's office will release the full funding we appropriated in April, Lewis said, referring to the $15 million the city and county have jointly committed to spending to rehouse people in the neighborhood, including residents of City Hall Park. All right. Uh, but just putting a house over people's head, that doesn't solve their problems, does it? And this guy obviously is a nutcase and he's also a drug addict. He was on meth. Okay. I mean, he's just, he's out of his damn mind. Outreach to the park's residents is underway and referrals to shelter will be completed in mid-August, the mayor's office said in a statement. Outreach will intensify in the coming days, according to the mayor's office, adding the city is committed to restoring the park after tents are removed. You don't think they'll just come back just right away? 
Though charging documents indicate Jory is homeless, they don't mention whether he is a resident of the City Hall Park encampment. Jory registered with the King County Sheriff's Office as a level one transient sex offender on Wednesday and then did the attempted rape on Thursday. Uh, Sheriff's spokesperson, Sergeant Tim Meyer, confirmed sheriff's offices in Washington designate sex offenders as level one, two or three with level three considered most likely to reoffend. All right. He was considered level three. Um, mo- uh, he was considered level one, which is least likely to reoffend. And yet he did so on drugs. Not surprising, is it? Transient sex offenders are required to provide the cross streets of where they are staying at their first weekly check-in with sheriff's officials. But the self-reported information is historically unreliable, said Meyer, noting Joria was rearrested before his required check-in. According to the attempted rape charge, courthouse video surveillance footage showed Jory entering the courthouse through the 4th Avenue entrance at 10.15 a.m. Thursday. He passed a security desk manned by sheriff's court marshals and meandered around the second floor elevator lobby before walking into an alcove near the security desk where the entrance to the women's restroom is located. It just makes me upset reading that, doesn't it? I mean, this woman is trying to just do her job. She's an attorney trying to do her job. And this happens to her. Talk about a bad day at work. Uh, I did read that she did not need hospitalization. So fortunately, the employee of the courthouse got to her and the jury before anything really uh, upsetting happened. All right, so let's get back to the original article here. So we talked about this, uh, talking about moving its operations out of Seattle, the courtroom. We talked about this in October of 2019, and we're still talking about it. And so it's time to take action, said King County Councilwoman Kathy Lambert. We did a lot of reimagining and a lot of rethinking. That's all we've been doing since 2019. But now we got to take some action. This is getting out of hand. We've just got new story after new story of us as politicians, not really doing anything and people on the street doing a lot, none of it positive. Adding that massive security changes need to be made to improve safety or it should relocate. I think the courthouse needs to be moved, not because we're trying to abandon it, but because we're trying to protect people. Why don't you get some of the bad guys off the street? How about start with that? How about incarcerate them for long periods of time? Mm hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Lambert isn't the only one calling for drastic change. Como News received an internal email from a person who works in the courthouse who emailed Executive Dow Constantine and Mayor Jenny Durkin that said, in part, for years, employees who work in the courthouse have raised security concerns and no one seems to care. We ask witnesses, victims, and jurors to come to the courthouse knowing that it is not safe. This situation is completely unacceptable. I I would I would agree with this. After all the news stories that I have read, uh, the whole deal there is wildly out of control. And what's interesting is it just really puts that focal light right on the King County Courthouse and the prosecutors that work there. How's this working out? Do you feel safe at work? 
you don't. And for the judges who are letting these knuckleheads go, just, I mean, it's like, okay, so one of these, you know, these criminals could very well take out a judge. Is that what it's going to take to finally get some action? Maybe. Maybe it will. An attempted rape on a woman, apparently, not really enough to to get much going on. I mean, we're just kind of like, okay with that. Are we okay with that? I'm not okay with that. But here in Seattle, we don't really do anything. Many have felt their voices have not been heard means nobody's listening. And this was said by King County Superior Court Judge Sean O'Donnell, adding that the people he has spoken to have been shaken up by the attempted rape as they should be. They've been shaken up by the attempted rape and feel like nothing has been done yet to fix it. They don't feel like nothing has been done to fix it. Nothing, period, has been done to fix it. Something's got to be done to change the the status quo. Constantine's office, uh, Dow Constantine, King County Executive, said Friday he was not available for an interview. Oh, attempted rape in the courthouse? (laughs) I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Hell no. Tell him, tell him I'm out of town. Tell him I'm in Washington, D.C. Tell, tell, him, I, tell him I went to Washington, D.C. on a plane filled with other people. We weren't wearing our masks. Might have COVID. Don't really know. Yeah, we're just going to stay there a long time. Send a care package, though. Okay, just tell, tell him to do that. No interview care package, D.C. But his office said several steps have been taken, including boosting security in the courthouse, I'm sorry, I think I just read boosting security in the courthouse. Interesting. And we just had an attempted. uh, Yeah. And other King County buildings, we're going to boost security there. uh, So that we can keep up not get ahead of crime, but you know, keep up. It's, you know, and that's, we don't we don't want to get ahead of things. No, that's overachieving on crime. That's not a thing. We, We can't do that. So boosting security in the courthouse and other King County buildings, designating some bathrooms as employee only. Do you think that said criminal jury is going to look at a sign that says this bathroom is for employees only and not follow that lady in there and, and try and rape her? Is that, is that what we're talking about? Is that going to work? Uh, you have to have badge accesses to, requ- to, to require to get in there. Okay. And increase. So, restrooms for employees only at specific spots because of the level of crime with inside the courthouse. Come on now, you, you got to do better than this. And increasing the availability of employee security escorts. I feel better already. Because now I've got an escort. So when we get stabbed, both of us will get stabbed. Not just me, but me and him. Crazy. I think it's important that we have the things that he suggested, but it's more than that, Lambert said. When asked who should be working to provide safety around the courthouse, O'Donnell said, well, this is the city of Seattle, so you can start there. Okay, but the city of Seattle just defunded the police by 18%. They don't really have the police's back. They're allowing homeless encampments to just kind of coexist willy-nilly wherever. We've known about this homeless encampment for a long time. We know that crime is going through the roof. Gun gun crimes everywhere are going up. Violent crime going up. 
And we knew the deal about this homeless encampment, and yet we're just like, ah, it's okay. Nobody, don't, don't step in. Don't do anything. Just let her rip. Just let things happen. Como News tried talking with folks who work in the courthouse who didn't feel comfortable talking on camera, but continued to say how fearful they are when going to the building. Maybe you need to get a new job. Maybe after there aren't enough bailiffs to hold said court sessions, maybe then things will be reimagined and rethought and reanalyzed and talked about until they're blue in the face. Meanwhile, Crime 101 happening in the courthouse. We also spoke with County Council Member Reagan Dunn, who says he's received dozens of calls from people who are begging for security to improve in and around the courthouse. So you got people begging for additional security. You got people begging to have this homeless encampment cleared out. You got all kinds of stuff going on on the inside of the building. Hey, here's what's going to happen. You got talk of moving the building. Isn't there enough here? to actually get something going as far as a reasonable solution. That's what we're, we're all about here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. And that's the reason I didn't read this story earlier. Because I only want to read stories that have a point. You can read, you know, a woman almost got raped. Okay. What's the what are we going to focus on? That's a horrific event. What are we going to focus on as something that will make that situation not occur again down the road. That's where we kind of need to be with the whole public safety thing. But in the meantime, ah, just move the building, move the move the location of the building. Let's move it outside of Seattle. This isn't this isn't right. So then you're just going to leave that neighborhood with the exact same criminal behavior as when you had the courthouse there. Is that fair to those people? Is it that fair to those businesses? You're basically just going to abandon that location because you can't get a handle. You can't get a your hands around the whole crime deal. Here's the easy out. Let's just, let's just move the court building elsewhere. We're just going to up and relocate. Maybe they can move it to the Seattle East Precinct uh, station. Hmm. Maybe move it there. I mean, they weren't using it last summer anyway. I mean, maybe they can, you know, figure out a, a job share thing there in the precinct there and chop. See where all this is going? It's not good. It's not pretty. It's crazy. It's literally crazy talk we have going on. So solution, absolutely not of move the courthouse. But for folks working there and for judges actually working there, I understand they realize it's not safe and it's not necessarily their faults. It's the fault of leadership within the city. And that leadership, they're not going to do anything. They might clear out the homeless encampment, but you need a couple of cops down there just really, you know, re dialing that situation in. Moving the courthouse and doing some other monkey ass things like, uh, what do we talk about? Uh, what else did we talk about? Oh, yeah, designating some bathrooms as employee only. That's ah, going to stop the criming. We know that. No, need to start throwing people in jail and keeping them for a, a while in there. That's kind of the way I see it. And you need some more cops on the street. I know everybody's 
We're back on board with that. We're, we're on board with the refunding the police. Shocking. We went from defunding to refunding within about a year. Because obviously that whole defunding the police thing, ah, it's not really working out. Because crime, it's an equal opportunity thing. And when it goes after somebody, it just kind of goes after them. Whether they, you know, thought defunding the police was a genius idea, or they're more realistic, like you and I probably are, which is, that's not going to work out well. And it hasn't. And we've just watched it just kind of unfold right before our eyes. Ooh, increase in crime, who would have seen that? Ah, yeah, mm, well, yeah, it'll, it'll probably get better on its own. You move the courthouse, ah, it'll, you know, old location, it'll probably just get better on its own. No, that's not how this game is played, right? All right, what we do know, full show, is that this will have many more stories coming out of it before anything else happens. Stuff's going to happen in City Hall Park, guaranteed. That's a powder keg waiting to happen. I will cover that for you right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Okay, that's it for me on this one. I'll see you in the next one. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk soon. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.